This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to The Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And Mark, last week, we kind of began our journey to the beginning of the NFL season, starting our divisional previews. We're starting in the East. We're going to eventually head out West. We did the AFC East last week. So this week, we got to complete our kind of Eastern divisional. We're going to do the NFC East Mm -hmm. this time. The Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, everyone's favorite team, the Washington Redskins, and the New York Giants. New York football Giants, that's right. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, this is an interesting division because you just don't know what to expect. I mean, you do kind of figure Philadelphia is in the lead, but everybody else, it's kind of a big mystery of what do we get? And I put the Cowboys not in the Philadelphia Eagles section because of a big loss that we all remember being DeMarco Murray. Well, and I was going to say, the big headlines for this division heading into the offseason. DeMarco goes from divisional rival Dallas to Philly. The Eagles go out there and say, you know what, Nick Foles, we don't need you. We are going to trade you away, take in <laughs> we Sam don't need Bradford. You. We got Sam Bradford. The Giants, I would say the big headline about the Giants is, is this the year we say, oh, Coughlin's going to get fired, but then he doesn't, and they win a Super Bowl. And then the Redskins, they're there. Is RG3 the guy? Is he going to um, be around anymore? You just don't know. What does know. Jay Gruden think? And is Jay Gruden going to stick around too? There's yeah. always that question as well. Yeah, it, it, the, I want to say, well, we should probably, let's talk about a quarterback situation right okay. now. Because I think that's one of the big things. I know we got big Cowboys well, things to talk about as we're well. Gonna get, we're going to start off with the Cowboys, but let's mm. get to your quarterback thing first. Um, well, my my quarterback thing was going to be with the Eagles. So do you want to wait till we talk about the Eagles to get with this and talk about let's, Sam Bradford? Let's do the Cowboys first because okay. this is the big thing in the news right now is the Cowboys have a little bit of a contract dispute with their number one wide receiver. Some would say really Des only Bryant. wide receiver. Well, their only wide receiver in some people's eyes. But mm-hmm. And you may be sitting there going, well, Ricky, I'm a Seattle fan, and we're feeling the same thing with Russell Wilson. The only difference between Des Bryant and Russell Wilson is, A, Russell Wilson isn't causing a big stink about not getting paid. Two, Russell Wilson hasn't said... It's okay. If you don't want to pay me, I'll just sit out game one. Yeah. Russell Wilson, I think, still has some time on that contract, too. Um, This is contract year. Yeah, okay. I guess that is true. I guess that is true, actually. Same Um, situation. Well, similar situation to Dez, because Dez was supposed to be a free agent, mm -hmm. got franchise tagged, Yeah, but still not signed that tender. That's what I'm saying. There is one more year. You don't need to franchise tag Russell Wilson. So it's a little bit of a difference. Uh, but it's still technically a contract. Yeah, but Des Bryant doesn't have a contract right now. He mm-hmm. has a franchise tag, and he refuses to sign it. Uh, understandably, he wants the security of the actual contract. He wants the commitment. Don't we all just want that commitment? Mm-hmm. Um, but for Des Bryant, I'm sorry. You got no leverage. I, and I never understand the holdouts because what are you going to do, not play? And you're not getting paid. And if you don't play long enough, what are you going to do? Retire? Well, and not just that. I mean, right now with all the OTA stuff and there's mm-hmm. been 
stuff in the news about teams canceling OTAs. At this point in the offseason, it's like, okay, fine, don't show up. It doesn't really matter because mm-hmm. there are veterans. Brett Favre used to do it all the time. He used he to take would, extended yeah, vacations. He wouldn't even show up until like mm-hmm. actual preseason games were going on. And that's the thing for me. As soon as the actual preseason starts, maybe even, eh, I would say maybe training camp, maybe. Yeah, you might want to show camp, up at some point. That's when it's like, okay, Des, now you're hurting the team. Mm-hmm. Do you want to win a Super Bowl? Because usually it's not the teams that have great players that win Super Bowls. It's the teams that are great teams. They're actual teams. I mean, having great players helps. Yeah. But it's the actual teams that win championships. For sure. And for this, I mean, you do miss out on some of that. This team for Des Bryant, I mean, he is he's not like a leader on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's going to be guys like Jason Witten, Tony Romo. Uh, but he but is he a, a essential a part. He should be a leader on that team. I, w- I wouldn't say he should. He doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be a leader. They okay, have leaders okay, already. J- okay, Jay Cutler sy- syndrome. Well, I mean, you can't just choose who should be a leader in your eyes. Okay, the team has it, their own locker room. Let me put it this way. He should be a leader, at least in that wide receiver core. Sure. If I'm one of the rookie wide receivers coming in, or the young guns, I'm saying... Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to listen to this guy because where were you? Yeah. Where were you in the offseason? Where were you when we were actually becoming a team Until well, he for those young guys? Until he shows up and starts uh, getting all those catches. Then they're yeah. like, oh, okay, you're good. You're good, man. But, uh, yeah, it's – I just I – I, I hate players who are mm-hmm. like – I hate the players that are all about themselves. Oh, for sure. I hate the ones that are like – like, I get it, okay? I get it. You want your money – we all want to get paid. No yeah. matter what job we're in, what career we're in, the bottom line is we want to get paid. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. However, there are better ways to go around it. And the one thing I can't help but think about is, okay, Jerry Jones, you have this guy who you can look at this and say, okay, bad locker room guy. Well, let's look at your draft class. You signed numerous guys. Randy Gregory and L. Collins being two of them that are bad lo- bad locker room guys in their coach's mind. In Collins' situation, his coach, Les Miles at LSU, said to scouts, I'm not going to talk talk to you about these guys. They're bad locker room guys. I don't want to talk about them. He had a list of them mm-hmm. on his window. Collins was one of them. Randy Gregory was a guy that people passed on in the draft because they thought he would be a bad locker room guy. Now well, I think that was more because of his, his that's not locker situation. room issues. That was outside off, of the field well, issues. Okay, bad locker room, off the field issues, yeah. and now you have this. And if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm thinking, come on, Jerry, get your team together. If I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm sitting there thinking, I think we made the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. We had a choice between Des Bryant and DeMarco Murray. There's more to it than that. But essentially, those were your two choices. You were only going to pay one of these guys Des Bryant was the choice. Now you're sitting yeah, there going, but the Des Bryant tank? wants too much money for his actual contract. Because I feel like, okay. And we got De- we got uh, Derek McFadden out here. Yeah, run DMC. Yeah, and that's not going to, that's not They're, getting me much confidence. Their running backs are run DMC. You have I think I said Lance, Derek. I meant Darren. Yeah, Darren McFadden. You have Lance Dunbar. And then the only other guy... That has been on the team. I don't think Dunbar was there last year, but you have Joseph Randall too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And I'm I'm sorry, Dunbar was there. So you have Dunbar and Randall still. You add Run DMC. Mm-hmm. Assuming something goes wrong, Run DMC is the guy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but like I said, not too much confidence in this yeah. uh, running back uh, situation here. It, it's interesting. It's just this Cowboys team, which, like I said on past podcasts, last year was the year. If they were going to win a Super Bowl, it was going to be last year. And let's be honest. They probably should have made it one more game than they should because that was a catch by Des Bryant. Let's be honest. He did catch the ball. It should have been a catch by yeah, Des Bryant. They should have beat the Packers and moved on. Let's, I, just, let's put that out there. That No, that was the Lions, right? No, was I, the, I want to say it was the, I'm going to look it up. I want to yeah. swear it was the Packers. I, I don't really. It was, a, it was a mess and a disaster. But that's basically what it happens. Uh, and. I don't know those who those whole catching rules. No, because, we can have a whole podcast about those because they had awful. that was a different one. They beat the Lions the week before there on a know. like ref controversy. Yes, and then the next week they lost to the Packers. That's right, of course. On the catch that I would, Des Bryant did make the catch. I would I would believe that sounds right. I would believe that sounds yeah, right because they lost in Green Bay twenty six twenty one. Should have won, then should have lost to the Seahawks. Let's be yeah. honest. Should yeah, lost were, well, actually, I thought they Seattle. had a good chance against Seattle. Okay, didn't they beat Seattle last um, season in Seattle? They very well may have. I'm going to look it up. But, you know, I thought they were one of the few teams that actually would have a good ability to beat. Uh, because I want to say they, they walked, had that solid. It basically came down yeah, to the running game. They walked into Seattle That's last like, year. That was an early season game, right? Uh-huh. It yeah. was a week six game. They walked into Seattle. DeMarco Murray had his sixth straight 100-yard game, and they ended up beating Seattle 30-23. to Yeah, that was, that was uh, a great game to watch, too. Yeah, it's unfortunate for the Cowboys. Like I said, if they were going to win, it was going to be last year. They don't have the perfect setup anymore. Tony Romo's just one year older. Des Bryant's got his off-the-field issues, which I'm assuming are going to be fine. Once it gets to August, I think everything's you okay. You think he'll sign the tender? And he's back. Here, let's he's going to play. Way. Let's put it this way. Before the season starts, mm-hmm. are you putting a higher percentage on Des Bryant signing his tender or having a long-term deal? Um, as it stands right now, because I'm putting it on the tender, I'm I'm actually going to agree with you on that. I think he's more likely to get it because Jerry Jones has nothing. He doesn't have to budge. He has he can all wait, the leverage. He can sign the ten. He can say, "Hey, either sign the tender or don't play." Yeah, because in Jerry Jones's mind. Well, if Dez doesn't play and we lose, it's a higher draft pick. Because I mean, yeah, I, exactly. And then you I also, think Jerry Jones is not a guy that cares much about mm, losing as long as he's got a high draft pick. I think. I think he's. I don't want to. I don't want to put it that way, but that is an okay way to put it. I he's think a fantasy he's very owner. He's forward minded. Yeah, he's thinking of the future all the time. Yeah, he's never thinking about the current season. Yeah, for sure. And I think for the him, he doesn't care about that. If Des Bryant. Is the reason they lose? It's not the blame is not on Jerry Jones. It's on Des Bryant mm-hmm. in that situation. He's also a creepy old man. Let's put it that way too. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, but yeah, so for the for the Cowboys, I mean that's a that's a big issue. I think I I would have said I think you should have gone probably with Demarco Murray, but mm-hmm. Des Bryant was probably the, the smarter option. Not necessarily smarter. It made more sense to go with Des Bryant. Now you're sitting here going hindsight. You know, like you, you're sitting back here thinking, we really should have gone with DeMarco Murray. Uh, it's unfortunate, and you're going to see him twice a year. Possibly a third time if you get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, you're, I don't know. It's, it's not going, it's not going well. 
Dallas Cowboys, they're not going to have a bad season. Uh, even if Des Bryant, for some reason, doesn't play any games next season, that's not going to happen. But if it did, I still think they would play fine. You know, um, Cole Beasley and Terrence Williams, they're not scrubs. You know, you got Jason Witten out there still. So you'll be okay. You're just probably not going to dominate like you did last season or maybe even not get to the playoffs. Let's get to your Eagles question now with the uh, quarterbacks. Yeah. We wanted to talk about. So Sam Bradford, does anybody sit here and think Sam Bradford is a better option than Nick Foles? Obviously, Chip Kelly does. I can't. I don't. I have not found anyone else that has sat there and said, yes, that was the correct move. I can't find anybody. Here's the biggest thing. You traded. Here's the two biggest things with it, because I feel like the LaShawn McCoy trade also goes into this. You make the trade sending um, LaShawn McCoy to the Bills, Mm -hmm. and I want to say Kiko Alonso was who you got in that deal. He was an ex-Oregon duck. No brainer why Chip Kelly would trade for him. He's a guy who has had ACL injuries, Mm. just coming off of an ACL injury. So fans are sitting there. I've seen some of the fans on YouTube voice their opinion saying, why would you trade our number one rusher over to the Bills for a guy with ACL injuries? Yeah. You get DeMarco Murray. Okay, okay, okay. We we may not need LaShawn McCoy because we got DeMarco. But then you go ahead and take Nick Foles, who he's had his injury pass as well, or mm-hmm. injury history, I should say. But then you trade for a quarterback who's had ACL injuries. Who's had worse injuries. And he's history. coming off of an ACL injury. Yeah. And these are two guys that, I mean, yeah, Adrian Peterson kind of set a standard for mm-hmm. ACL injuries. But let's be honest. Everybody's body is different. Everyone recovers differently. Not everyone's AP. Yeah, and no one else is going to do that, basically, is what it comes down to. I mean, and AP did it at the hardest, I would say the hardest position to do it, at the running back position. Well, I think the problem for Sam Bradford is that you look at him and he's never come back Mm -hmm. and not gotten hurt. Uh, He had that great rookie season. Well, I don't necessarily want to say great. He had a very good rookie season. He's a good, like... He's a good quarterback. If he but could he stay can't healthy, healthy, if he could stay healthy, he'd be a decent now, quarterback. We to gotta have. be fair. This is the same thing that we said about Matt Stafford for mm-hmm. so long. That if he would stay healthy, he'd be great, and he's stayed healthy for years now. So maybe this is all Sam Bradford See, needs. But the good thing, the good thing about Sam Bradford, mm-hmm. maybe he just needs a change, change of scenery. It's possible. Or it's just like, hey, you know what? And I that trade. I, I remember we talked about it on our podcast, and yeah. To this day, it kind of baffled me mm-hmm. why that trade happened because Nick Foles isn't a bad guy. No. He's and not a bad guy to have. I still stand by that I'm still waiting for the oh moment here. I'm waiting mm-hmm. for Chip Kelly's you, you plan to come to fu- uh, fruition here. And I, I don't know. We got to look at, of course, with Sam Bradford. They have Mark Sanchez and, and Barkley back there and Tebow. Tebow, we can assume, is going to be gone sometime in the near future uh, once they start having to make cuts. Barkley and Sanchez, I this is one of those situations where I will rarely argue that a team keep three quarterbacks mm-hmm. because I don't trust Sam Bradford staying healthy. Mark Sanchez isn't that great. Matt Barkley's not that great. So you're going to be in a situation, I'm assuming, where one of these guys is playing and you might need to pull him and put the other guy in because he's not playing well. Uh, you don't want to go in there thinking that, but I think it's a good idea. 
now, of course, see, cause I like, and I'm going to cut you off really quick. I'm still like, to me, I still try to think about why this trade was made because the only thing I can see contract wise that's different between Bradford to Foles is, well, first off, Nick Foles was making a lot less money yeah. than Bradford. Foles has, they both have one year left, and then they're free agents in 2016, unrestricted, that is. Mm-hmm. Foles was at about 1.522. Bradford's at about 12.985. Yeah. And Sam Bradford's going to expect more money. Well, okay, no. This is the way I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe Chip Kelly saw, well, if Nick Foles has a great season with us, we go far into the playoffs, we have to pay him more money. Yeah. Whereas Sam Bradford, either they don't do that well, even if he does good, they could have a better leverage to say, hey, you know what? We'll keep you at the same amount. No, you can't. Because with the injury history, unless he's going like NFC championship, Mm -hmm. I don't see Sam Bradford getting a huge pay raise. I mean, I already... If he, he already gets, got that contract, he already yeah. got that second contract. Well, that, yeah, if he gets injured, what I'm saying, if he gets injured, I think you have you have a uh, a good case of saying he stays in the same general area. But if he stays healthy this season and actually plays well, because he would have to play well to keep this job, otherwise he's going to lose it maybe to Mark Sanchez or to future quarterback X. Mm-hmm. Then he's going to get a pay bump. It's not going to be probably your Jay Cutler, your Ryan Tannehill. It's not going to be one of these huge deals or the eventual Russell Wilson deal. Uh, but it'll get a it'll he'll he'll get a nice bump because the problem for the Eagles is they sit here with a quarterback already getting paid nice, and well, then his, having his overall contract and this is Bradford mm-hmm. is seventy eight million dollars six years. Yeah, was the deal. And, and the problem they have is that you come in. To a situation where a guy who already has good money is looking at Ryan Tannehill, looks at Jay Cutler, looks at Andy Dalton, looks at all these guys who are arguably in his range. Middle of the pack. And they're getting paid big boy money. Mm -hmm. He's going to walk in and say, I want my big boy money too. And he's got a good case because it's market value. The problem for the Eagles for me is unless this is a throwaway season – See, and you're, it doesn't make sense to have Sam Bradford right now. See, and that's the thing that confuses me because on the other side with the Eagles, we've already had our Vince Young-like moment. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting there going, Ricky, what are you talking about? Vince Young when a I dream think it was team. On the Eagles. Yeah, it was the dream team Called Eagles. the team the dream team, and then they Vic. didn't do well. Yep. And then um, this offseason, Byron Maxwell has been to two straight Super Bowls with the Seattle Seahawks, comes over to the Eagles this offseason, says, you know what? I'm guaranteeing that I'm going to my third straight Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Basically guaranteeing a Super Bowl in Philly yeah. for 2015. Now, he did kind of back down on that a little bit by saying, like, oh, you should just believe in whatever team you're in. You know what? You he know did what? back down you a little bit. You don't say that. No, he should Especially shouldn't. at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. Because the NFL season's a long year. We were just talking about the Cowboys, right? Yeah. Yeah, they finished 12-4. and four. When they beat Seattle week six last year, they were a 5-1 and one team. Mm-hmm. And people were looking at that team going, hey, you know, this could be a Super Bowl team. If they keep winning and winning, well, guess what? It didn't happen. Yeah. They lost in the second round of the playoffs 
to Green Bay, who lost to Seattle. Seattle went back again, and Seattle didn't start last season off too well mm-hmm. after going and winning a Super Bowl the year before. So with me, I I would hate it if my player comes out and says, yeah, Super Bowl 2015. But yeah, I would I would say, too, I hate that, but I also hate then kind of backing down a little bit. No, no. If you say it, you got to stand by your yeah, man. You said it. you got to make it happen now. To Congrats. Quote, to quote the Blues Brothers, you got to stand by your man. That's yeah. what you got to do. So I think here's the here's the thing about the Philadelphia Eagles. I still stand by they're the best team in this division, even with the downgrading quarterback. Because they got DeMarco. DeMarco Murray changes the game. And, and Aguilar's a really good wide receiver, too, that they have. Mm-hmm. They have Selleck. They got Ertz. Both those are good wide receivers. Uh, Jordan Matthews, of course, is a good wide receiver as well. They got a lot of good options. Oh, and, of course, we can't forget about Riley Cooper. Guy came out of nowhere. Yep. Uh, so, of course, maybe not having uh, Nick Foles is going to hurt him a bit. But anyways... They have so many good options. Sam Bradford doesn't have to play that well. I think that's that's kind of well, that's got to be Chip Kelly's plan. I mean, here. well, with Chip Kelly, I feel like he's trying to say, you know what? It doesn't matter. We don't need a star quarterback mm-hmm. because it's more about the system, not the Which quarterback. Which I also doing think it. is dumb because you got the number one overall pick a few years. What was that? Like five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I get it, because he but has he, said that he doesn't however, want star players. However, it's kind of the same thing when he was at Oregon, where mm-hmm. besides Marcus Mariota this past year, and I know that wasn't with Chip Kelly, the quarterback for the Ducks wasn't the big name. No. It was the running back. It was yeah. the wide receiver. And I mean, a lot of it was Chip Kelly, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It was his system. And I think that's what he wants to rebuild in Philadelphia. And that might make sense of why you get a guy like Sam Bradford. doesn't make sense why you get a DeMarco Murray in that case. But, I mean, you got to have somebody oh, DeMarco, who's good. DeMarco Murray is going to be a powerhouse in that system. It's because, scary. He's a number one, well, he's a number one in okay. fantasy football. The one thing that's different between him and I know Philadelphia Eagle fans right now are probably saying, but Ricky... We freaking had LaShawn McCoy. You did not have to go out and trade LaShawn and get DeMarco. You could trade, you could just keep LaShawn McCoy. And I'm sitting there going, okay, well, the reason why I would have DeMarco over LaShawn is LaShawn's the kind of guy where I see him in that system where it's like run to the outside, screen to the outside. You're not going to put him. Mm Three straight downs going right up the middle. DeMarco, you can put on on a screen. You can have him run to the outside. But DeMarco's a back where it's like, okay, we may put him in a shotgun formation right to the left of the quarterback, but Sam Bradford can just go, mm-hmm. here you go, right up the middle, ground yeah. and pound. And That's I, the one thing he can do that LaShawn could. And I, I think that Darren Sproles and Ryan Matthews are going to do what LaShawn McCoy was able to do with a lot of that running to the outside, getting the screens. I think they'll do a great job with that. They definitely will. So I don't have a problem with that. Um, the Eagles, they're just interesting because I, I can see it going one of two ways. I think that Chip Kelly either is a genius or he's a madman. And I think in this coming year and possibly next year are when we're going to really learn which one of those mm-hmm. two he is. Uh, it's going to come down to it. I'm excited. I'm excited to find think, out. Let's put it this way. Uh-huh. Do you think, let's say, the Eagles don't make the playoffs this year again? No, I think they're going to make the playoffs. But I'm just saying, if they don't, yeah. do we hear the people of Philly calling for Chip Kelly's head? If you go like four wins, Chip Kelly's out. No, no, no. I'm saying, let's say you're 
at least a nine-win team, but you missed the playoffs. Then he's are still we, there. Are we calling? For, but no. But is no. the chatter starting to call for his head? I think it's going to be, if that's the situation, I think it's going to be more of like a Sam Bradford situation of like, oh, that wasn't our guy. We need to get a real quarterback. I think that's what, if they miss the playoffs, I think the conversation is about the quarterback. I don't think it's about Chip Kelly. Because the situation will probably be, Chip Kelly did everything he could. Mm-hmm. Sam Bradford just wasn't good enough. Or Mark Sanchez wasn't good enough. We need to go into the draft and get a quarterback. Or we need to be that team that picks up Jimmy Garoppolo. Because, you know, not necessarily Jimmy Garoppolo himself, but somebody like that. In the draft? The, the hot backup. In the draft? or in No, I was saying agency. they could get someone for a draft or get the hot backup from free okay. agency. And I Garopp- think that's the situation. And I mean, he's not going to be, he's not going to be it. But. And, well, then this could be, this is a little off topic, but we'll put it in with the Eagles where Garoppolo could be a guy that a team like the Eagles may trade for if they're looking for someone, because he's going to play at least four games, well, yeah. four games at the most. But I don't, I don't think the Patriots have to know they got to hang on to this guy with a death grip. They are not letting him go because he's too good. As it seems right now, he is too good to let go. Tom Brady is not going to be around for forever. No, Tom Brady is not going to be around forever. But, I mean, the other teams in this division, we haven't talked about them yet. Giants or Redskins, who do you want to touch next? I want to talk about the Giants. Okay, go ahead. What do you want to talk about the Giants? The, the thing I want to talk about the Giants, this team should be a lot better than they play. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Odell Beckham Jr., assuming the Madden curse doesn't get him injured, uh, he's phenomenal. Ruben Randall's good. Victor Cruz is good. Eli Manning is good. Uh, we all know that, uh, what's his name, Coughlin can't coach you to a Super Bowl and get you to win. One of these, Why isn't this team good? One of these like years, they're not going to make the playoffs and he's going to get fired, right? You would assume. <laughs> you would think <laughs> one that. One of these years, it's going to happen, right? Eventually, I still, I think at this point, he has to retire at some point. I think that's what it's going to come down to. And I actually think he will not get fired. I think he will be mm-hmm. suggested to take a retirement, you know, because he's an older guy. I think it'll be suggested to him that he retires yeah. rather than him being fired. But yeah, I mean, they, this team, I mean, I even forgot about Larry Donald, of course, who impressed a lot of people. Don't uh, forget they got Odell Beckham coming yeah. back. That's yeah. That if assuming the Madden curse doesn't, you know, ruin him. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They have so many solid options and key pieces and the defense is kind of stepping back into mm-hmm. form a little bit. So they got a little bit of uh, a way to go there, but I, it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me why this team is in the rut that they are in. Part of it, maybe people want to blame Eli Manning hasn't played as well as he can play. I don't know what it is. And it confuses me why this team is not better. Well, and the one thing I will say that this is just a general observation. I know we'll get into depth more with our preview videos on the YouTube channel. The one thing that could bode well for the Giants this season, they got a week 11 bye. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I think I feel like I say this every year, Mark. And I forget which kind of a guy you are. I don't know which kind of a bye you want. I want the later bye. I hate the week four bye, the week five oh, yeah. bye. I want it at least... Perfect scenario would be the week nine bye because then you get eight, eight. Yep. However, maybe nine, 10, 11 is when I want my bye. I want most of my games before the bye. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I would agree with getting, uh, if you can get the even split, that's great. Um, but yeah, it just, I don't know. This team is interesting to me. Uh, I think Eric Flowers, of course, their first round pick this time is going to be great. 
keep Eli Manning on his feet. Mm-hmm. So that'll be nice. I we're I am assuming he's gonna protect the blind side of Eli Manning. I well, assume I, that. I still look at this roster and I just go, it's kind of like what you said. The wide receivers, they're totally different mm-hmm. than Dallas. Yeah. They got Odell. They got Ruben Randall, who's proven. They got Victor Cruz, that's proven. In the backfield, they do have Rashad Jennings. Williams helped him out huge last oh, year. Oh, of course. They got Shane Vreen, proven talent from New England. They have guys that can play on offense. And, I mean, Eric Flowers right now listed on that left side all the way at the end at tackle. So mm-hmm. maybe he can help prevent the blind side of Eli Manning. Because Eli Manning's a righty. Yep. But I would be shocked if this team, they got to be better than they were last year. They got to be it to you me. Hope. An eight win team, right? An eight winner? They should be. I think they, just based on what we have on paper, they should be above 500. They should be nine wins. I don't see why it doesn't happen. Because last year they were six. a six win team. Yeah. A six win team. And with me, I kind this is how I feel. This is more of an entire divisional mm-hmm. scope. This is how I kind of see things playing out in the East. The Eagles may be number one. Dallas will be... Dallas may be number two. However, I might push them to three because of the running back situation. The Giants can jump up to two in the division with a strong offense. Redskins stay in the cellar. Yeah, the Redskins definitely are going to stay down there for a while. What kind of a fall would that be if the Dallas Cowboys went from one to three? It's almost unthinkable. It really is almost unthinkable. I, I think the Dal- I think the Dallas Cowboys stay at number two. You think so? Yeah. You know, this is I don't the think big the thing New York Giants climb that up run that game though. Like I know, like Run DMC. Mm-hmm. It's Run DMC. He yeah. hasn't been proven in a while. It's kind of no. like what MJD mm-hmm. before he retired. Yeah, what he came to. And I just don't think, I don't think that the New York Giants really are going to be the answer because I just, I'm saying solid number two. I don't know if I think that the New York Giants have to eventually, you know, get Tom Coughlin fired and maybe Eli Manning kicked out. I don't know if that's what I'm waiting for, but I just every year come in thinking the New York Giants, they just don't make sense because they should be better, but they never play at their potential. I think that's what it really comes down to. They don't play at the potential. And mm-hmm. I think when it comes to those head-to-head matchups, Dallas versus New York, I'm taking Dallas no matter what. Hey, th- New York versus Washington, put it I'll this even way, split though. it. Let's put it this way, and this could go into this is what we talked about earlier. Let's say the unthinkable happens. Mm-hmm. Dez doesn't play game one. Yeah. That swings the pendulum oh, of course. into New York's favor. Mm-hmm. And, I mean— if you're Dallas and you lose that first game against the Giants to open the year, usually I would say history says whoever wins that first game is the better team that year. Quite often. Because they usually play beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. It's usually a primetime game because, you know, it's Giants-Cowboys. Yeah. And they've usually been, until the Eagles started to pick things up with Chip Kelly, mm-hmm. they were the two top dogs for a while, especially when the Giants were... Winning some Super Bowls yeah, over the New England Patriots. The problem for the New York Giants, uh, you know, in, in these in our podcast previews, we don't talk about schedule too much. No, that we're going to save those for the individual I, I videos. will say they don't have too many easy games. 
The New York Giants well, do not have the very many easy games. The entire division doesn't have too many easy games. No, but I mean, in that situation, I think it hurts New York more than it hurts Dallas. I, I believe so, because I still think Dallas is a good team. Not that New York's a bad team. They just don't play Here's going to be the big thing, and I know I'm harping on this, but it's because I'm an offensive guy. That's who I am. That's where my mind goes. The big weak link for Dallas is going to be that run game. The Giants have three guys in that backfield where they can figure it out with one of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Cowboys have that. Yeah, Dunbar, to me, I would put him at three. I'd put Randall at two. And you're just hoping that run DMC can be the run DMC mm-hmm. of old. I do want to, of course, something we do need to mention with the Giants. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, uh, J- uh, Jason Peter-Paul, JPP, also not signing his deal right now. Now, he's getting tendered to, hasn't signed his franchise deal. So... I don't think I am less concerned about him signing it than I would be Des Bryant. Des Bryant, I, I actually, I'm, yeah, I'm more concerned about Des Bryant than I am JPP. JPP is going to play. He's a great guy on the team. He's a good locker room presence and everything. That's not a problem. Uh, but you still do have a guy who's not showing up. It does make you a little nervous. Yeah. And I mean, the big thing that why I didn't even bring it up is because, to me, it's not that same caliber mm-hmm. as Des Bryant. Des JPP is a very well, important part to that defense. Though. Yeah, but, I mean, let's talk on a national standpoint. Mm-hmm. This is only, I mean, this is only huge if you're a Giant. If you are, let's say, a Bears fan, mm-hmm. and you're listening to the onside kick because you check us out every week, first off, thank you for checking us out every week. Yep. But you're not really focused on a JPP. But mm. Des Bryant, you are because oh, of, of that national spotlight. Yeah. However, like you said, the Giants' defense is kind of a question mark. They yeah. need him. They need Jason Pierre-Paul. Exactly. Especially to rush the quarterback. Rush Sam Bradford. Get them weak knees. Mm-hmm. Get Tony Romo on his back. Yeah. Another injured, a past injured quarterback in your division. Uh, Robert Griffin. I almost said Russell Griffin. Actually, really, Griffin. all these quarterbacks in this division have had injury issues yeah, at one Tony time. Yeah, but Tony Romo is the Tony, Tony Romo, Romo is not the one where play. like we're questioning it. Where mm-hmm. We're saying, okay, he's had injuries, uh, and we're doing that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the the last thing, of course, I want to say about these New York Football Giants. Uh, really, I I think we should put a percentage on it. What is the percentage next season Tom Coughlin is not coaching the next New York Football season? Giants? Yes. Because he's coaching this season, obviously. Firing or retiring? Either or. Either or. I'm going to say 40% he's back, 40% he retires, 20% he's fired. I'm going to say 0% fired. I'm going to say 60% strongly suggested that he retires. Because if they win a Super Bowl, he'll retire. That's what For I feel. Sure. I, think, I think if they have another bad season, there's going to be a, a sit-down meeting where they say, it's been where a good... push him out. It's been a good career, hey, hasn't it, Tom? Hey, Tom. It's been we, a very good career. Hey, Tom, we don't want to fire you, but we want to fire you kind of a thing. Gonna, yeah, it's going to be, you've had a great career. New York loves you. Yep. It's been great. So uh, you think about that retirement? You think about that? You know, maybe... Uh, they start pushing the severance package yeah, like, towards them. We got a good uh, severance pack, just in case you're interested. <laughs> just in case you're interested. Uh, you know, but if you were, what kind of... You know, like, they're going to really suggest that. I think... Uh, 
I would say, I don't know what, I'll, I'll put it at like 40% that he stays, but mm. I, I really think if they have a bad season, which I don't think they're going to have a great season, I think they're at or below 500. Um, I, I think he's kind of pushed out and it's not going to surprise me when that happens. I'm going to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Chances the Redskins get out of the cellar. Zero. Zero? They're going to be last in the division again? I don't believe in Gruden. I don't believe in uh, RG3. I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. I don't believe in any of them. The one thing they got good going, well, they got two good things going on. Alfred Morris, Deshaun Jackson. That's what they got going on. And that's the only things about the Redskins team that I really like. I mean, there's other things that I'm like, okay, that's pretty good, too. Uh, I mean, they, of course, do have Stephen Pia. Mm-hmm. I'm a Chicago Bears fan. I love him. And, and they do have a nice linebacker in Ryan Kerrigan. Yeah. Oh, f- exactly. Fantastic. There are good things on this team. I'm underselling them a little bit, but there's nothing but on you here that good, makes me excited. But you have good reason to Yeah, there's good reason them. why I'm underselling them. Exactly. I just think this team, unfortunately, is going to be drafting another quarterback sometime soon. And I think it'll probably be with a new head coach. Uh, and there's really, I mean, you look at their quarterback roster, Colt McCoy, Kirk Cousins, Robert Griffin III. I don't think any of them are here next year or in two years. Kirk Cousins was the All-American, by the way. Yeah. Was supposed to be the Russell Wilson, maybe Russell Wilson-esque guy where, hey, let's get him. Let's get him low, mm-hmm. and if he's really good, we hit the jackpot. Or you win trade bait him. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, that was a situation, Because that too. was the Russell... Are the, That's uh, like Russell. a Matt Flynn situation. Because uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo could be dangled like that. Because Kurt and Griffin were in the same draft. Both in the third round, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, Griffin was first round. I said Griffin. Oh, you said Griffin. Yeah. Okay, they're talking about Griffin and Cousins Kurt. were the same draft. Because they went yeah. second overall with Griffin, then third round they went Cousins. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, there's just... I don't know. This team... They're, I, I think they have potential... To do a little bit better than last year, but they, I don't think more than like one game. If I'm Robert Griffin, this is the year. This is the do or die kind of a season. Because mm-hmm. we saw what you can do when you're healthy. When you're healthy, you're a really good quarterback. And I mean, even last year, you had over 3,000 passing yards, 16 touchdowns. However, you went from five interceptions to 12 interceptions. Yeah. And not horrible, but not the direction eh, you want to go in. Not horrible, but however, and that I'm sorry, that was 13. Last season in 14 though, you only play 9 games. Yeah, you had about 1600 passing yards, but only four touchdowns to six interceptions. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You're trying to transition yourself from a runner. We've seen your rushing yards go down each year. However, you are a guy kind of like a Cam Newton where your biggest strength is mobility in the pocket. Yeah. You don't have to run out there and sacrifice your body. But I feel like in order to be good, Robert Griffin needs to be that guy. Hey, I can escape pressure, Mm -hmm. throw on the run. Maybe like Jay Cutler. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think Brandon Sheriff helps out a lot in this. That's a big addition to the to the. Uh, and that was a huge line. question mark pick because when they made that pick, I was like, offensive tackle. Yeah, it didn't make sense, especially. When, I mean, you had other options there, obviously. And they could have went offensive tackle in the second round. Yeah, um, but moving away from the draft when we're not thinking about other picks, it is a solid option. It's a great option to have on the line. But you gotta you gotta 
you got to protect your a- asset. Yeah, here's the thing that the, here's the issue I see for RG three coming into this year in this season. He's gonna play Ryan Tannehill. He's gonna play oh, Ryan Tannehill to start the season. Yeah, he's going to play Nick Foles, who just got traded. He's going to play Sam Bradford new, twice, of course, Romo twice, Eli new quarterback. Twice. Uh, Jameis Winston, he gets to play him. He's going to play a lot of these young quarterbacks who have also been drafted. So where I think if they look good and he looks bad, that gets the fans talking. That gets your front office talking of if they hey, lose we made a Tampa, bad choice. If th- you don't want even yeah. of course, uh, you know Cam Newton. You want to know? Too. You want to know their most important game of the season? What's that? Week six at New York. If he loses to Geno. Oh, he that's, can't lose to Gino. If he loses to Gino, that's when people start saying, uh, really, Gino? I'm pretty sure, actually, they introduced a new rule in the NFL that if you are a quarterback who loses to a Gino, who loses to Gino Smith, you automatically are forced to retire. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that rule has in, is in place for the first time this year. But I just think, I mean, this is kind of a, a whatever comment, but I just think he's facing a lot of young quarterbacks who've also been drafted. And this is going to be his fourth year in the league. So exactly. If you're looking bad and they're looking good, that doesn't look good for you. I mean, there's going to be talk about, Hey, these guys are doing something right. You're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's going to be an interesting storyline that happens. Maybe it won't even get picked up. Maybe people won't won't even notice. Uh, But I think it's hard not to notice. However, I will say, good thing for the Redskins, they got that week eight bye. Yeah, that's a good bye to have. So, I mean, you got set. I mean, it's not perfect right in the middle, but no, but it's, it's nice, close as close as you can get. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I think Deshaun Jackson, of course, and and Robert Griffin the third can do good things together. Pierre Gasson's always there. That's good. Uh, with Alfred Morris, I like Alfred Morris quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy with that. Brandon Sheriff. So they have good things going on. I don't know if I put them. I mean, they won four games last year. I don't know if I put them above five wins this year. I don't think they get too much. Last thing we're going to talk about in this podcast. How many of these teams make the playoffs? And who? The Philadelphia Eagles will be there. The Dallas Cowboys have an opportunity to get the wild card. I don't know. I don't know 100% in my head if I think they will get it. But I think they are a front runner for the wild card spot. You know me and my bold predictions. I do. You're about to predict the Super Bowl winner, I think. No, no, no. Well, close. The division winner, this isn't the bold part, will be the Eagles. They've just got the better run game. I mean, for sure. DeMarco Murray. I think Sam Bradford will do enough in Chip Kelly's system. Defense will hold steady. They'll win the division. Here's the bold prediction. Kind of like what I said last week with the... Miami Dolphins, where the Patriots would win the division. Dolphins would get the sixth seed. Giants are going to get the sixth seed. Reason being, the offense is going to stand tough. JPP is going to sign his franchise tag, and he's going to have a contract season for the decade, Mm -hmm. for, like, the career. Like, he just goes off because it's that contract year. Defense stands tall. They get the sixth seed. They just get into the playoffs. Do they get the Super Bowl? Well, anything's possible when the Giants make the playoffs. Oh, for sure. But I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. They will get into the playoffs as the wild card. Dallas, they miss the playoffs by one game because they lose to New York week one. Oof, that's rough. Fortunately for the Cowboys, week 17, they're playing the Redskins. So they're, Mm -hmm. they're probably not going to 
have that old tradition of losing week 17 to a division, you know, losing the division in week 17. Yeah. That they used to do. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think the only other thing I want to throw out here, I think uh, looking at this division, we got a possibility of three teams in the playoffs. No, well, three is the magic number, but I'm not talking about teams in the playoffs. I'm talking about three new quarterbacks next season. We have a possibility of that, of three new quarterbacks. You're talking about with the Redskins, the Giants, and the Eagles? Yep. Because hmm. if RG3 doesn't Tony play Romo's well, he's not gone. getting replaced. Um, the only reason, if Tony Romo retires, he is 31, I believe. <laughs> he's going to retire. Yeah, there's yet. no reason for him to retire yet. But if he were, uh, but yeah, I think Sam Bradford, I don't believe in him. It's not that I don't believe in Eli Manning, but I think if he has yet another bad season... And if Tom Coughlin gets kicked out because he, you know, gracefully retires, then I think you might have a new guy coming in saying, you know what? I really would like my guy. I'm going to say this about RG3. I'm going to stand by my word and say that this is the do or die season for him. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is he's got 2016's his contract year. And if he doesn't do anything this year, the Redskins won't get rid of him. But maybe in the draft they go. Hey, let's pick this guy up. He can sit behind Robert. Robert can have his last year to show us if he's really got it while this guy behind him kind of Jimmy Garoppolo effect, but mm-hmm. with RG3 instead of Tom Brady. Yeah, I just sit there and I what I always that's say tricky, with these that's situations. A situation that mm-hmm. RG3's contract years are he's done in two years, yeah. not this year. Which is unfortunate for for a team like that. You're not going to probably cut the guy. No, you're going to let him play 2016. I just wouldn't be surprised if the Redskins go get one of these younger quarterbacks here out of the draft. Let's them compete. There's no way they don't have an open competition if they draft a quarterback. Mm -hmm. And that quarterback wins. Yeah. Well, that could happen. Yeah. Especially with Washington. But that's going to do it for our NFC East preview for the 2015 season. I want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the podcast, go ahead, hit that like button. If you loved it, go ahead, hit the subscribe button. I want you guys to tell us down below what you think of the NFC East, who's going to make the playoffs, how are the Cowboys going to do, Eagles, Giants, Redskins. I want to hear from you guys, the fans of these teams. Tell us what we missed. Tell us what we should talk about. And therefore, next week, we're heading back to the AFC North as we continue our previews heading into the 2015 NFL season. I want to thank everyone for listening to this week's podcast. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.